in this episode of Staggering Stories Podcast number 76. <laughs> oh! What? Mm. I mean. It's a Dalek, isn't it? <laughs> sort of. Um, possibly. You could be right. Mm. Got an itchy nose. <laughs> All this unless happening in this podcast. And hello, and hello. Wo- <laughs> and welcome to this staggering stories podcast number seventy six. I did a woohoo! Woo. I'm being enthusiastic. Okay, okay. Yeah. just don't knock the enthusiasm. Yeah, wee Sorry, I'm going to stand in the corner. <laughs> I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am a beige 1972 Ford Escort given sentience by a warlock after a stag night in Croydon which now roams the streets of Sussex looking for a mate. You've been eating the mushrooms again, haven't you? (laughs) Yes, I have. Mushroom, mushroom. Without further ado, snatching up the suitcase from a fake Arab businessman filled with £50,000, it's the news with El Presidente. Topical. Well it done. Was, yeah. <laughs> on the fingers, on the pulse. <laughs> BBC Worldwide Records Profit. Sorry? I've got the record, record profits. Right. Get your S in the right okay. order. Uh, the success of Doctor Who has helped BBC Worldwide achieve record profits of around 140 million. Mm. Director General Mark Thompson <laughs> released a figure at a conference at Chatham House in London ahead of the publication of the annual report in July. Mm. Last year, the commercial arm of the BBC made 103 million. Doctor Who is now sold to more than 50 territories and sold over 3.3 million DVDs and in 2009-2009 sold more than 7 million action figures. Wow. This is probably why the government wants to privatise it. Mm. What, Doctor Who? No, BBC (laughs) Worldwide. (laughs) So, yeah. Daleks bought to you by Capri's Flake. (laughs) Sorry. Karen. <laughs> so why are they cutting the budget to Doc 2 and it's making all this money? Yeah, well... It's they're bastards. Yeah. It's the same as the old line out of people's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Mm. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Randall and Hopkirk get a dose. Oh, ow. Of, <laughs> of Siffy. Oh, dear. That sounds a bit nasty. Oh, dear. Walking sideways. <clears throat> yeah. The US Siffy channel is set to remake Randall and Hopkirk. Deceased. The 60s detective show with a twist. One of the detectives is dead. It's Ooh. wacky fun. Yeah. <laughs> we already knew that. I mean, known it for about 40 odd years. The twist they've got on it is that the dead one just sits there uh-huh. in a chair doing nothing. He's just dead. He's slowly decomposing. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead other than dead. He's Mr. Dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cheaper that way. Mm, yeah. Sci-Fi has ordered a pilot from ITV Studios, which will be written and executively produced by Josh Scrubs Bicell and Jonathan American Dad Fenner. Mm. 
Josh and Jonathan have found a way to update the buddy cop formula with a supernatural twist, said Mark Stern, executive vice president of original programming for Siffy. It's not a cop. Do they know anything about the series they yeah, bought? He was a <laughs> private detective, wasn't mm. he? He was, yeah. The original British detective series ran for 26 episodes from 1969 to 1970 and starred Kenneth Cope and Mike Pratt. <laughs> the BBC produced a two-series remake in 2002-2002, starring comedy duo Vic Reeves, Bob Mortimer and Tom Baker. And shouldn't that be... Ah, oh, Tom Baker. Ah, Forbes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. I mean... They are the, getting desperate, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And one, the 2000 remake wasn't that great. But it, it was okay. possible. No, For what it was. I didn't know much of it at all. For, I it was a team no, with Tombow in it. It, it, was, it was more of a, uh, a forum for Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer well, comedy yeah, half hour yeah, rather yeah, than... Yeah. It was very different to the original. But, but, um, had Tennant in it, the first episode. <laughs> but, as I say, America has had a reputation, how can I put it, mishandling, mishandling <laughs> yeah. not understanding certain aspects of the... I'm sure uh, there'll be British... more of that in our Ashes to Ashes uh, section coming up. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So my, my... Hi, Naya, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I'm sorry, but my hopes for this aren't, aren't too high, especially no. as Sci-Fi or Siffy is going to... Is, was also hosting American Wrestling and uh, various yeah. other... On a sci-fi channel? On a sci-fi yeah, channel, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, WWF okay. and white kind of thing. And yeah. WWE. WWF is the World Wildlife Federation. World Wrestling Federation. No, 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 went through the court. It's the World Wildlife Fund. Oh, oh, I didn't know yeah. that then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How you do? Let <laughs> <laughs> us never speak of it again. You have been told. My lips are sealed. Super glue. You shouldn't play mm. with the super glue. It'd be interesting to see what they do with random yeah. hop I, I, I mm. could be, I could be completely mistaken, and it could be absolutely wonderful. But the chances are, I'm only get for one season. <laughs> if that, or being cancelled, yeah. yeah. But you know, they they might get it right once. Yeah, mm, yeah. who might do? <laughs> El okay, Presidente, we've... the way you're sitting in the dark corner with just the light from the <laughs> glow. You've got a Kirk-like sort of dash of light across your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the head of Pertwee is looking down oh, at no, you. I know, it's rather worrying. It's freaky. <laughs> it is freaky. Oh, we haven't said hello. Oh, hello. we haven't said hello. Hello, the head of Pertwee. And, and cardboard hello, cardboard. No, no, cardboard, Grunhild and Nobnacker. Yeah. We've got to get this finalised, right? <laughs> cardboard cutout Grunhilda. Yeah, cardboard cutout Grunhilda. Okay. <laughs> I've okay. drawn a balloon. That's nice. Oh, dear. We have a bit of film news. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to this one. What film news do we have? The new Judged Dread movie. Mm. Oh, please not starring Sylvester Stallone, please. Oh, I'm sure not. But some details are emerging. The budget will be a fairly low $45 million. Kind of uh, serenity sort of budget. Mm-hmm. I could do with $45 million. I'll be well, happy indeed. with that. That'd be nice, yeah. Uh, film's going to take place in late 2010 in Johannesburg, South Africa. It's going to take place in 2010? No, no, no. no that's when the filming. Oh, filming. That's filming. filming. Sorry. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit early for Mega City 1. And it's it probably isn't, actually. What year is it meant to be? I don't know. Uh, 2070. Yeah, it's not that far uh, off. <laughs> and 60 years. It's not yeah, far that's nothing. No, that, that's, when, <laughs> that's when the Mega City was built. I uh, think Judge Dredd takes place. 45, 50 years after that. When does the cursed earth start happening then? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, It's to be directed by Pete Travis. I've never heard of it, No. And it's scripted by Alex Garland, who did The Beach and Sunshine. Oh, dear. Mm. I quite like Sunshine, actually. Yeah, it was a bit pretentious, but... It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was okay. A bit. 
I haven't seen the beach. It's got Leonardo no, DiCaprio in it. In swimming trunks. Good, good reason really not to. Didn't appeal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Judge Dread co-creator John Wagner is quoted as saying. Alex Garden's script is faithful to the original concept that made Judge Dredd a favourite badass hero. It's a high-octane sleigh ride through the dark underbelly of the vast future city. A fan-pleaser. With their track record, I have every faith in Alex Garland and producers, Andrew MacDonald and Alan Reich. And Alex Garland adds... I grew up reading Judge Dredd. The incredible writers and artists of 2018 were formative influences on me. <laughs> Andrew, Alan, and I have developed this adaptation of Judge Dredd with an emphasis on adrenaline and realism. Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> but with all the scale and spectacle of Mega City One, we think Pete's propulsive, edgy style is a perfect match for the project. Thank you very much. Mm. He embellishes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, yep. Don't have a great hope, to I be honest. But don't recognise the director, really, or the script writer. I mean, he's done Sunshine, and I didn't. I wasn't impressed with Sunshine. Okay. I wasn't impressed with that at all myself. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. He actually said when we came out of the cinema, that's two hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> he used the words pretentious twaddle. <laughs> Twice, I think. <laughs> then he said... Why, oh, why did you make me go and see that, you bitch? I'm sleeping in the shed. <laughs> Excuse me. I think now you're embellishing slightly. As I say, I start when myself and Fate Crumbly went to see Cloverfield. I mean, when the film had finished, the audience was in complete silence, and then you just heard this voice say, Right, dear, you choose the film next time. <laughs> Any addendums? No, no. no I'm no addendumed in the We are addendum I'm drawn a hangman. Right, we've been watching television again, we funnily have enough. We have no life. Come back! How dare you leave your microphone! <laughs> He's setting the Sit timer! Sit down! <laughs> it's on its side! She's very authoritative. She, she Good can boy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've been watching Doctor Who. I get very worried. Very worried. Get so worried if it gets out. Yeah. Pronounce it. Worried. Oh. Well, you see, that's how much it, I get worried. <laughs> Nuclear wrestles. <laughs> Be quiet and talk about Doctor Who. All right then. Sorry. Okay, this one was called the oh. Hungry Earth. Hungry Earth. It was Hungry called Earth. the Hungry Earth. Yes. Yeah. Like now, initially, of course. Chibnall. Of course, every old school Doctor Who fan will be thinking of tractators when they hear the Hungry Earth, but it was nothing to do with them. No. Ooh. Thank well. God, because they were awful. <laughs> <laughs> Ballet dancers again. Yeah. I liked this ones. one. It's the first part of a two-parter. And it had, the, it had the feel of old Who about yes. it. Yes, oh, definitely. Mm. It was definitely it was oh, yeah. sort of a, a Pertwee Tom yeah. Baker episode. Mm. You, you, you could quite easily see uh, Pertwee in, in, in the role. Yeah, well, it was somewhat reminiscent of the Green Death. Yeah. It was all drilling. Well, the yeah. Yeah. as well, yeah. 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 No, they were all over 18. No, they weren't. What about the little boy? Oh, See, yeah. your joke failed. <laughs> you you were trying to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be Don't gloat. It doesn't become good. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of the little boy, yeah. I thought he was the least annoying kid they've had yeah, on so far. Mm, yeah. Apart from Mini-Amy Pond, oh, yeah, it was excellent. Familiar, yes. yeah, yeah, no, it's a, a good follow-up to Mini-Amy, yeah. I think. I, thought, mm. I found it very sad that a kid who very clearly loves books is ridiculously dyslexic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Although he did Get to wear those really funky headphones. So, oh, you know. that's right. Yeah, well, fashion LEDs. <laughs> yeah, we we had a quote from Sherlock Holmes. We did. Yes. Yes. Was yes. yes. it Occam's, Occam's razor? Yeah. It, when you have emulated everything that is possible, whatever is left, how improbable must be true. 
Tiny um, screwed up. Occam's <laughs> razor is multiplying things beyond there. Was it? Occam's razor is the most likely explanation. Mm, is almost yeah. certainly true. The yeah. most yeah. pared down and likely explanation. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to the plot. Yes. So they they go heading off to Rio. Yep. The TARDIS crew. Yep. yep. So Amy's dressed in a belt. <laughs> and nothing else for Rio. <laughs> yeah, but true to form, they land in Wales. Wales, yes, yeah. right time period, On a damp exactly day. the right time period, twenty twenty. But we have something slightly odd. According to the Doctor, we have Amy and Rory from the future waving to them. Yeah, now yeah. it's a, it's a two-parter, so that yeah. obviously is going to crop up. But at the moment, what Maybe. was that all about? I think I personally think mm. that's all about that. He he said it in previous episodes. No matter how many times they see themselves in the future, fate hasn't been written, time hasn't been yeah. written, oh, no. so you could still die tomorrow. It well, wouldn't I think, matter. Mm. Thanks to the confidential, they, they did about a five or ten minute discussion about that, which had to get cut out so we saw that in the confidential oh, that scene him, that got cut yeah him yeah. explaining it hopefully on the dvd they'll restore or be able to see i don't know a lot was cut from this episode yeah. apparently yeah. about an hour long yeah. before i started trimming it. yeah so as they, they were saying about 15 minutes when in yeah the bin. yeah which is strange because looking at it it's hard to see what could yeah. have gone mm, yeah. But, yeah, it still makes sense it still works it does yeah but he yeah, said so we've yet to see episode two but mm, yeah. taking episode one in its entirety it still works it's an interesting show yeah, it doesn't and jump. The, the other bit of that little scene of them walking towards the, the pit, yeah. whatever it's called. The, um, pit. the doctor admits that he rather likes Rory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Which... is he just saying that to keep her sweet? I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I think yeah. this is some kind of setup for something mm-hmm. bad. Because he says yeah. to Rory, when, when Rory realises Amy's been sucked Titan. into the grounds and he's obviously a bit stressed out about it, the doctor says to him, Come on, I need you by my side. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, no, you don't. Oh, he's he's a bit useless. He's a bit of a Harry Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about being sucked into the ground. Amy, the again the the um, skill of Karen Gillum's acting. Oh, the, the big, big eyed, terrifying terror. Admittedly, she did say she was scared. I was going to say you then watch the Confidential yeah. and find out she's scared shitless anyway. Yeah, so doing that stuff, but <laughs> no acting required. Using <laughs> the feelings that she had there, the look of sheer wide eyed terror mm, on yeah. her face just before she disappears. Yeah, mm. because when the Doctor you know, steps out from the TARDIS, he said the Earth feels different. Yeah, yeah, mm. and that's we, just showing off though mm. <laughs> you never know we have uh, people disappearing and being sucked into yes, the ground even the ground. dead people being sucked yeah, from their graves yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rory because mis- Rory is mistaken as a police constable oh, yeah. Right, yeah like the, the two cr- doctors well yeah. crime, crime scene <laughs> investigator yeah yeah. yeah. From just as he steps out of mm, the TARDIS yeah. So one little nice parallel. Obviously, we all know what is beneath the ground. What we know, we know it's the Silurians. It was a bit of a giveaway from the announcer. Well, well yeah. She she actually mentioned now oh, an she? old an old enemy of Doctor Who, the Silurians. Oh, in right. uh, okay. it's a bit of. I'm not sure they did on HD, we, but anyway. Yeah, no, we, they did. They did on the the um, standard death. They actually said the the oh, Silurians. Well, worst kept secret, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But an interesting parallel was um, you've got the scientist Silurian dissecting people. Yeah, and that's one of the first things that old guy from Casualty, yes. old ambulance driver from Casualty, mentions is yeah. that we should capture them and dissect, and dissect them. them. <laughs> so we're all as bad as each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're just the, the the Silurians to a certain extent is just an analogy for humans oh, what, yeah. would, what would the humans have done in that position mm-hmm. is try to wipe mm-hmm. out the vermin yeah. yeah well the doctor says they're not evil they're as evil well they're yeah, as evil as, as you are as you yeah. 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 
Um, yeah. Well, as what? evil as me, you're mm. on a completely different scale. <laughs> oh yeah, there's nothing as pure evil as you. Wow. <laughs> one thing that real Keith, one thing that real Keith did point out to me was, um, as I say, I mean, I call them Silurians and Eocenes. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Um, then you said there were was it Homo reptilius? We had in the first one they were called Silurians. I think somebody wrote in and said no, they're from the wrong period of pre-dawn history. Silurians. They should be properly called. E, what was it? Eocene. Eocene. And that, that was mentioned in Sea Devils, I think. Was and it? That, and apparently, yeah, that is wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> Eocene yeah. is also the wrong time period. So they've given up, and in the, the Virgin books, they decided to finally call them Homo Reptilia. What yeah, does um, it matter? They're a made up monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I must point out, I mean, I'm going to use some rather long words here. Oh, God. I'm um, braced. I'm braced. The, the scene in the graveyard where um, the doctor graveyard. puts on his very, his very fetching um, heat seeking uh, sun, sunglasses. Sunglasses, oh, long yeah. yeah, I mean, it showed um, that the, uh, the Silurian. Yeah. Yeah, seen hopefully uh, yeah, sort of side was the same temperature as his ambient yeah as the surrounding uh, air temperature i mean the thing is i mean that would make it a reptile because reptiles are homeothermic which means uh, yeah they're, they're warmed up by the so sun so if it was cold-blooded it should have showed up blue well no i mean, it, I mean he's he saw that it was a, the skin temperature was the same as what temperature as the um, ambient surroundings yeah whereas we are po- uh, poikilothermic which yeah. means we make you know, sort of, we generate Say that word again poikilothermic <laughs> oh well done <laughs> generating internal heat mm, yes but i yeah. am at the moment but it's a very so hot you day. can't really call them homo reptilius <laughs> well i think because I... they're not hominids they're reptiles so the reptor reptilius rip, 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 rip. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on never yeah. ever use big words like that again it's a shame jean's not here mm. oh get her to say it she could barely cope with the <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway. She's going to listen to this podcast and she's going to scold you. And doesn't fetched sound like a Jewish word? Fetched. Sorry. What? So they should be what? Reptil. Reptilio erectus. Reptosapiens? That sounds like a brilliant name for a heavy metal group, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, Reptosapiens! <laughs> <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> Thank you for that, Crumbly. That was very informative. Say the big word again. Poikilothermic. <laughs> Put that on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the, what triggers it is the humans are digging down. Yeah, drilling yes. it 21 in... kilometres deep. Yeah, yeah, it's a very... They're trying very to go for some home. record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly clear what they're digging for. No, no. They're, they're just digging, digging for, for the some, sake of digging. Reason, for the yeah. heck of it. Yeah. Very small and, crew. And three people yeah and it seems mm. to be um drilling directly into the silurians base habitat base where they're currently sleeping or, or living um, well not... they were sleeping and then they were woken up yeah the not... glass yeah, was woken yeah, up yeah. It was, it's not too clear on, on what but and may yeah. i say i do like these new silurians so do i mm. they look more reptilian they don't sound like john major <laughs> <laughs> excellent they've got more of the actor actress's face that's true well, that's, the, the improved as opposed, makeup isn't yeah. it as yeah. opposed yeah. to a man in a rubber suit in opposed <laughs> to a man in a yeah. rubber suit but it's a bit of a shame they're quite so, such a departure. Yeah. But, yeah. but unfortunately, they don't have the third eye. They just may not have it on their head. No, no. <laughs> she, she had things there, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Anyway, Amy's taken. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Sucked into the ground. Yep. Sucked oh, yeah. The, 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 the boy is taken. He is. Although oh, you didn't see any sucking there. You didn't see any. No. no. They're, they're, completely, <laughs> they're completely isolated of by a force the boy's field. father was taken first. Yeah. Yes. In the, in the teaser. Yeah. They are completely isolated in a force field, cut off from the outside world in any way, shape, yep. or form. Yep. There's about three people living in the village anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> the, it looks like the village is mostly abandoned. It yeah. is, yeah. 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 And um, uh, they capture one of the Silurians mm-hmm. who promises that there will be rivers of blood mm-hmm. for well, want of a better term she claims that she knows which of the three of them is going to kill her yeah oh, that's right. to which point we have found out that mo was it no mo was taken wasn't mo was taken mo's taken the, tony is the tony uh, that's it yeah tony Most has been up. stung in in mm, the, yes. the original t- attempt to capture this sort of and tony was stung by a venom oh, that's right, on the yeah. tongue and he's mm. getting green and, and we've blood. seen him, he's got a plaster there but we've got big green veins green veins spreading out, spreading out, out over his chest and his neck CSO though. <laughs> so, so who do we think would kill her? I mm. personally think it would be the boy's mother. Yeah, yeah. Although, she's I tell you the obvious. Something. Yeah, it took her Ambrose. a long time to, to notice he was missing. Yeah. I would have noticed straight away. Well, yeah, I but, did rather. You know. And then there was all that stuff for them putting up cameras everywhere, which were immediately turned oh, off. Yeah. yeah, I assume that's setting up episode two. Could in be, way. could be for episode two. But what was it Nazarene and the Doctor yep. have gone to the TARDIS to go down to the base, but the TARDIS has been taken and <laughs> sucked down mm. with them into yep. it, oh, yes, down right, into yeah. the base. I I have a feeling that Nazarene's also going to come to a sticky end. I just feel it in my water. I have a feeling, because he says, the Doctor said, um, nobody dies today. He did did a Christopher Eccleston. I have a feeling this is going to be the one where nobody lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... Silurians at the moment have had a how can we put a, every episode they've been in has been a high body count so far yeah mm, and yeah. all that appear to be awake at the moment are the uh, warriors, warriors class, yeah. and they're very militant at least the one that they yeah. captured surely they would remember the doctor probably not not, it's different, not necessarily different it's a different if it's yeah. a, he said it's a different um, it's a different tribe all yeah. oh, right yeah. mm. and they all went to sleep millions of years ago mm, yeah. the doctor even arrived so they may mm. not know no probably don't mm. did anyone else think it ended on the wrong scene Yes. Yes, definitely. It should have been on Amy. Definitely, yeah. Because Amy was strapped into the... the about to be about dissected be while yeah. she was mm, away. Vivisected. Mm. Mm. And the yeah. Doctor and Nazarene are just looking at a pretty Silurian yeah. city. Yeah. It's quite I looking forward to the scene, because you've got the chap, uh, Mo, uh, 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 whose shirt has been ripped uh, open, and you can see the stop scar it down there. Just stop. <laughs> and, of course, then the trailer ruins it. Yeah. Because... Mm. I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, well, you never, the next, you never the the ne- in the trailer, there's Amy, happy as you like. Yeah, oh. well, I'm <laughs> glad. She Let's just sport the next episode for him. <laughs> so, that is basically where we stand. I know it's difficult to judge, but what were your opinions out of ten for I episode thought, one? I thought it was a cracker. I'm going to give that one an eight. It's difficult, I know. It's all just too by the numbers. It's too much of a homage to Third Doctor, I think, for so far. We'll so see how far. it goes. So I'm going about six, I think, about okay. middle. Okay. We shouldn't mm. let him play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I say a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I've got to go for seven and a half, eight. At the really? Moment. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. <laughs> You're wrong. Didn't quite have the level of humour that a lot of the earlier no. episodes had no. so far, but so much has been cut out. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, well, more next week. Yes, indeed. Yes. See yes. And now, the final cosmic finale of Ashes to Ashes. Who is Gene Hunt? What's happened to Sam Tyler? And where will it all end? My name is Alex Drake. I was shot and found myself in 1983. Is it real or in my mind? Either way, I have to solve the mystery of what all this means and fight to get home. Because time is running out. 
First of all, I'd like to put a few moments silent for the passing of a television icon. Bagpuss. No, no, no. The Gene Genie. Gene Hunt. Yeah, but he's not really passed, has he? Well, I'm looking ahead of myself, Yeah. Well, I mean, the TV has... What I mean is passing. The the, the show is no longer in production, so he has passed into antiquity. Three seconds silence. One, two, three. There you okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, well, excuse me. Oh, so no opening titles. No, it? no, no little spiel dialogue. <laughs> nope, nope. Straight in there. It does have slightly different. It's been quite grim all season. Yes, mm. oh, yeah. compared to the first two seasons of Ashes. Yeah, Ashes. and this has really amped it up. It's kind of really grim. Yeah. yeah oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention the end of the last one. one. Oh, yep. The uh, the closing of Luigi's. Oh yes, Luigi. He he. What is it? His his, his brother, cousin died. His cousin died. That was it. So he'd come mm. into a lot of money. So he's oh, moving back right, home. Yeah. So yeah, no yeah. Luigi's. No in this, Luigi's in this, gone. Uh, one. Yeah. So the world is falling apart in more yeah. ways than one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Luigi's uh, is gone. Yeah. And, uh, his his uh, bar, whatever it was yeah. meant to be, his bistro, whatever. Um, Viv is dead. We have a replacement for Viv, who seems to be a very dure, unemotional, unhumorous person. Mm, more yes. more of a cipher. Yeah, very much. And then Alex is having a weird dream. Yes. About it's a knockout. No, it's a knockout. That, yes. that, that, I think that's probably... In any other context or any other season, that would have been very funny. But yeah. this one, it, it seems morbid. Well, yeah. very menacing. Yeah. yeah. So she's a giant... A giant rubber... Uh, Alex. Drake. Yeah. Alex Drake is being chased after by a giant rubber Gene Hunt. With a you, gun. We've got Molly in the... Uh, in the stand sort of screaming at her Mm. to run because he's after you yeah the first time we've seen her for quite a while I think the first time we've seen her this this season this season she is looking a bit older but Mm, yeah yeah I suppose you can't put her in a freezer can you (laughs) (laughs) it's frowned upon yeah Yeah. Yeah. and the main crime is a bit of a side story it always is Mm. but much more so this this one yeah this one it's very it's a kind of gangland hit all about some diamonds Mm -hmm. that's it that's what it opens up but it very quickly gets away from that and gets back to the photo yes and the grave site yep from where Alex had gone to. Because mm. yeah, Gene uh, Hunt's nose is suitably out of joint. Because, as, as we mentioned, he was there in her bedroom, primed, <laughs> as it were. Listening at the door, he did hear everything yeah. that they said. Mm. Yeah. One thing I don't understand yep. is she's gone to the farm yeah and she's found the grave yeah why did he point a gun at her gene hunt he yeah. didn't yes. want her to the, find he didn't know the truth himself tell, yeah he was yeah. trying to stop her digging in i i, I have the feeling that gene hunt at some point in time or some part of him knew what was at the farmhouse yes. knew what was happening mm, yeah. yeah but it would have how can i put it shattered his world view to find out for sure for, to find out for sure he suppressed it yes yeah, mm, yeah completely yeah. suppressed it and it's really quite early on in the episode we find out who who's the in the grave is. who yeah. pc who, who, is. who yep. the who the ghost is who's been following her for this, yeah. this entire season the life on mars and Ashes to Ashes are about to be spoiled for you. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Put your fingers in your ears now. <laughs> the body in the ground was Gene Hunt. Yep. As some had guessed. Yes, mm. yeah. It was indeed a young version of Gene Hunt. It was, uh, Don't you uh, love the fact that he died being an arrogant bastard? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kicking we're, the door down like John Wayne. That's it, <laughs> thinking he's Gary Cooper or John yeah. Wayne in his head. And walked straight into a shotgun blast. Yep. yep. Which took off half his face. Mm. Yep. Back in 1953. Yes. 
Yes. 53, good for 1953, which I forgot to mention again in the last episode. It's something that Shaz says just before I see the stars. It's like 1953 in your heads, isn't it? Yes. She mm. says to, to Chris and Ray, uh, which of course mm. is the year that Gene Hunt died. Gene yeah. Hunt died, yeah. And the, the numbers that we've been seeing all uh, all season are his badge numbers. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Uh, number, yeah. Although I must admit, when she found the badge on the Scarecrow, yeah. I thought she was going to pull the <laughs> head off the um, mask off the Scarecrow and there'd be a decomposing body there Yeah, as yeah well, me but, too. But yeah. no, no. So, and Gene Hunt kind of holding his gun yeah. but can't pull the trigger you, you can, you can oh, see no. on the look in his face mm. he's devastated he, he's, mm. he's like he's Shaking. completely shut down yeah. he's just kind mm. of blank and yeah. Just, mm, yeah. can't move or anything yeah it's coming back to him what it, yeah, what it all they, means they, they then uh, retire to the actual farmhouse which is still decked out in the coronation ribbons mm, yeah, yeah it's still coronation union yeah. jacks up yeah. 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 yeah where he explains who and what he is and what exactly happened there yeah well Already we have the basic answer. Yeah. That it is all a kind of purgatory. Yep. As, as yep. we guessed. Yeah, as, yeah. as you mentioned. Yeah. Yep, as you mentioned. As we did surmise. Yeah. yeah. But of course, in the meantime, the other three are watching their tapes. Yes, they, yes. they were given. At the end of last season, we saw Keats mm. assembled together three. Last episode. Yeah, Beta, la- yeah. Sorry, last episode. Three Betamax tapes. Three Betamax tapes with the words Chris, Ray, and Shaz written mm. on them in large black felt. Yes. And he gives them to them, to, to orders them to watch because their health and safety. safety. Yes. Mm. I'm not sure if he's effectively in two places at once here because he's. He appears in the farmhouse. Yeah, well, that's right. He's kind yeah. of... But he's also... Appears he's in the corner. In the yeah, he's just yeah. sort of slouched, lying mm, in the corner. Yeah. yeah. But then, in far too quick a time, he's also... At the station. Back yeah. at the station. Yeah. Uh, and the farmhouse is somewhere in the vicinity of Manchester, it's we about assume. about a four-hour drive, mm, she said, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, and uh, they're back down in London. Yeah. Of yeah. course, by this point, we know what's going to be on the tapes. Yep, yep. It's mm. just a matter of finding out how everybody died. Yeah, mm. that's mm. it. Basically, what's on the tape is their deaths. Their deaths, yeah. 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 Poor old Ray, who I had it pegged as around the Silver Jubilee. Yeah, 77. Um, about he hanged himself. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, he... What was it he was looking at? Was it a military card? Uh, no, or his I think police card. Uh, I think it was his police card. Mm, while, yeah. while, yeah. while watching the Silver yeah. Jubilee yeah. coronation with away, all the music, climbed yeah. up on a chair and hanged himself because he, as has been explained already in this season, he felt disappointed his mm, father because he life. failed in the military. Mm, yeah. he, he chickened out of joining the yeah. army. And, and his father, if it was the seventies, his father would have been Second World War. Yeah, yeah, obviously a hero. Yeah, and uh, well, Chris, I mean, he got killed in a shootout between a. Uh, because of an idiot sergeant, mm. didn't he? He didn't stand up to him for himself. Yeah, mm. and just stood, at, just stepped out in front of the bullets, yeah. despite that he knew it would what, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. What he was told to do is to get out there and get in there, and the bad guys were firing randomly yeah. up up the uh, alleyway. Yeah, and he gets three quite nasty hits. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. And Shaz, I mean, she comes across somebody break, trying to break into a car. In, and, I yeah. reckon in the 90s. 95, mm-hmm. according to the music, if we yeah. believe that. And uh, she gets stabbed in the stomach with a screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I, where men annoy me. When um, <laughs> Ray and... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I've, I've had this Men you stab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ray and Chris watch their, DV, watch their videos, deal with how they go. 
Shaz watches her video and Chris tries to cuddle her. Sod off and let her deal with it and have (laughs) her moment. She doesn't need a cuddle. But no, he has to try and give her a manly cuddle. But then once he's left her alone... She deals with it, and out she comes. <laughs> yeah. Men well, how, are bastards. How would you react if you were watching a VHS tape of your own death? Well, I wouldn't want someone to come and cuddle me when I'm trying to have a temper tantrum over it. <laughs> <laughs> this now explains the three Life on Mars bits yeah. 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 the characters. And their reaction to various yeah. things that's been yeah. seen. So Chris has finally stood up to his gov. Mm. Yep. So that's why he stepped in front of those bullets, because he couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray has come to terms with... His past, military yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. And joining yeah. the police and all that. Chaz has uh, got her wish of being promoted into yeah. mm. uniform Pop, and uniform getting and past yeah. her being stabbed. Yeah. yeah. So they've, they've all... Um, costed. They've all had their own epiphanies, so. Mm. And then Drake, Hunt and Keats come back to, yeah. the, to the London office. Yeah, I'm Tropicana was it? Mm, what was that it, track yeah. that uh, Keats said will be playing forever in, yeah. in his world? <laughs> Keats, yeah. Keats goes absolutely off the deep end. He really well, does. Well, I mean, yeah. he drops. He drops yeah. all pretenses. Yeah, just just before he they go into the office, he turns around to uh, Hunt. One more thing, and then nuts him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, so, and he doesn't fight back. No, no. no Hunt does not weak. fight back. He just no, lets it happen. Yeah, and for a brief flash, you see the G. Kids. Hunt's true yeah. PC Hunt face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's twenty-two-year-old, the, the twenty-year-old guy mm. in, a, in a wooden top uniform, yeah. police uniform. Yeah. And then, as I said, as you said, we see Keats's true colours. Basically, mm. he mm. rips the department apart, mm. putting, throwing oh, over tables, and putting down, the place, yeah. Yeah. and all the lights flash out. And then, you, instead of just the ceiling, we have stars, mm. just yep. a starscape. Yeah. Yep. And to my mind, at that point in time, it more or less confirms whatever Keats is, is not good. Because... <laughs> well, in yeah. a nutshell, he's, he's maniacal, he's yeah. demonic. Well, that, that's it. You, nothing good would have taken... take so much joy in the humiliation mm. of Hunt and so much joy in the destruction of the office. Yeah. Mm. And sort of trying to encourage the other three to... Um, well, Go everyone else to, defect. to yeah to defect to wreck the place and walk out. Yeah, he, he says, "Come join me. I've got a got a new department." Yeah, yeah. I must admit, at this point, I was still worried they were going to head off down the astronauts. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, not not by this point, because Gene Hunt had explained it all, and he kind of believed it at that point. Mm. Yeah, that it it was a place where dead policemen or yeah. on the edge of death go yeah. to... This is the thing. If this is policeman purgatory, what's going yeah. to happen to the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to computer Podcast. hell. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast purgatory. Oh. Oh. In a room. It'll be us with... Um, I've forgotten what we edit with. Oh. Audacity. It'll be us with audacity permanently refusing to load. Uh. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, the, the actor who plays Keats went deliberately and quite rightly completely over the top oh, completely. oh yeah yeah well he finds another level right at the end yeah oh yes <laughs> yeah yeah and so at this point you think you know exactly what's happened and uh what is it shaz ray and chris walk out they they, they yeah. join, they join they leave and mm-hmm. walk out with, and leave uh, hunt and drake still in there Drake didn't, refuses to, to leave. Yeah. Mm. Didn't you love the whole elevator from hell? Oh, oh. the red light, <laughs> the top of the elevator. Yeah. The, the, it, it wasn't subtle, was it? The, ex- no, it was the extra subtle. temptation with the dolly birds going yeah. past. Yeah. 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 And also, if you... Yeah. When, he, when the doors open, if you listen very quietly, yeah. you could hear, hear screaming. Screams. Oh, could yeah. you? Yeah. I missed yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Shaz hears it. Yeah, Shaz mm. actually reacts yeah. to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, they come in through a fire exit. <laughs> yeah, I missed that as well. Um, also, the phone. Keats phones Dave. Yes. And says we're about to have everyone tra- do the paperwork to transfer them to my department. Yeah. Mm. Who's Dave? Dave. Who's Dave yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can tell the guy on the other end is asking, who's that? It's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really say who it is. It's me. It's me, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So if he's not maybe the hedge honcho, he's pretty high in the... Yeah, pretty high yeah. in the hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, back at Fenchurch Street, right. they're arming up. Yes. And didn't you love the line of all the police officers there? Uh. And he comes out of his office and says, Are we all armed bastards? <laughs> yes, guns, guns. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the other minions have returned by yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's there. quite interesting. That I think the way it goes, the, the other minions are constructs. They're not real there. They're ciphers. They do feel like it, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were too real then. No, no, I, I don't think so. Because basically when he's discussing it with uh, Alex... Yep. Of how to lay out the men. He's saying those two can't or can't hear, can't worth a damn. We've got to place them up out of the way. So mm. That mention he sent essentially means it will just be here and Drake mm, yeah. at the centre, yeah, yeah, yeah. where the action's going on. So I think the rest of them were ciphers and may not actually exist when Gene Hunt mm. isn't looking at them, isn't there? It could be right. It does mm. raise a question of who does exist. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Viv, we presume does. Yeah, or did. 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 <laughs> assume Annie did too. Yeah. We didn't find out for sure how she died, but I think no. we did in Life on Mars. No, but she she had gone with Sam by the time... Yeah. She's the only major not. character of the two series. We didn't see her death. Yeah. Although we kind of know what happened. Yeah. She was killed by uh, Sam Tyler's father. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of implied at the end, of the, first the end season, of the first season yeah. of Life on Mars. Um, and the villains and... Yeah, that's the question. You can't work what, out what who the, the criminals are. Yeah. yeah, and what were the villains? Are they yeah. Satan's little minions? Or... Could be. Mm. Yeah. But there again, you have nice people like, um, what was his name, Jacob? Yeah. In the last one, so what would he have been? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Unanswered questions. Mm. Yeah. And also the, uh, the Italian guy, I can't remember Luigi. his name. Luigi. Luigi, thank you. Mm. What was Luigi? Yeah. Luigi yeah. was an angel. And then Shaz rejoins them. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. think... See, I never, ever thought that Ray and Chris had abandoned them. As soon as she walked mm. back through the door, I thought, yeah, big um, yeah. big climax it's, at the end. <laughs> they're going to arrive just in the nick of time. It's, an, it's an interesting <laughs> point. She's discovered... She knows she's dead. They all know now that they're dead. Mm. But she never actually said... None of them actually say... I'm dead. Mm, the closest no. we get to it is Shaz saying, well, I'm wearing a, a dead woman's clothes. It mm, seems appropriate. That's, it, yes. 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 that's yes. the closest we get to it. Mm. And also, uh, I'm, I'm backtracking a bit. The beginning of this, there was a bit of argy-bargy between all the, the members. And Hunt comes out twice and says, this is mine. All this is mine. You are mine. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we have the um, solving of the crime. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The, the, yeah the... My favourite line of the whole programme was when um, Shaz had been rumbled. Yeah. All the big guns go in, Ray and Chris arrive in their car, and Gene Hunt's got the bad guy on the floor with his gun in his ear and has mm. gone, it been <laughs> bloody nicked. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? You've, you're under arrest for murdering a quattro. Yeah, mm. yeah the whole quattro. Yeah. Killed the quattro. Yeah. The quattro is now dead. It got... Riddled full of bullets. Riddled with bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. But the interesting point, again, at the end of this, Gene thanks both Ray and Chris because they used the plan that they had set up before they watched the uh, videotapes. Yes, it was basically Ray took charge when yeah. Gene Hunt mm. disappeared up to Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he really was earning his stripes. That is it, yeah. yeah. 
And then we come to the sad climax. Yeah. Well, yes. interestingly, at the end of Life of Mars, mm. they go to the pub. Mm, yes. And now they go it's to true. the pub again. Yeah, what's what's the guy's name? Nelson. 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 Yeah, because they, they, they drive down to the Railway Arms, and the Railway Arms was the pub that they frequented yeah. that was meant to well, be up in, in Manchester. Manchester. It's in Manchester, yeah. but, now but it's, somehow it's, it's in somehow London. It's in London. Mm, so basically the Railway Arms is the Pearly Gates, so Nelson mm. is St Peter. Yeah. Effectively, effectively, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. nice to know that Sam Tyler just went to heaven. <laughs> She's so sweet. But I, the, you got the... Um, Vastly illuminated windows mm. of yes. the uh, railway yeah. arms. And you can hear music. And whenever the door opens, yeah. you can hear Barry's soundtrack, yeah. Life on Mars. <laughs> yeah. And one by one, well, the three, yeah, mm. Chris, Shaz, and Ray, yeah, kind of going together. Didn't you love the manly, the manly hug? Yeah. At the end. <laughs> yeah. What was it he said? Um, Ray said, "You'll always be the gov. No one will change that." And yeah. What's he said? You're in danger of becoming a poof, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, <laughs> category hunt that is a yes. trade AG hunt <laughs> so, so yeah. it seems that Hunt will forever be there because he's unwilling to mm. go mm. through the doors yeah. for some reason yeah yeah it was extremely sad. Alex is dead. You yes. heard mm, you yeah. heard the life support go. Yeah. Mm. And she was obviously worried about Molly. Yeah. And he mm. didn't even try to placate her, he just said that's she'll, life. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, she'll, she'll be she'll fine. Be all right, yeah. But yeah. That's the way life. of the world. And yeah. then what happens? Keats turns up. Keats oh. turns back up. See, yeah. I knew he was a bad sort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One final temptation to get Alex. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's top prize. Yeah, that's it. He claims that Jean's are lying. She's not dead. She's still alive. And if she comes with Keats, she can go back to the real world. Yes. Yeah. But then, for a reason which isn't properly explained. Alex realises because the time on Keats's watch says nine six. Yeah, it's the time, time that she remembers. I think mm. that since since the beginning of this season, yes, every clock has shown that she's seen has shown that time nine oh six, and yeah. that is the time I think when she died. Mm. Yeah, in the real world. In yeah. the real world, which I think was at the beginning of this season when she woke back up in yes. 1983. That is when I think she died. So she didn't die at the end of this episode. She was already dead. I think she was, from the beginning of this season, she Mm. was already dead. There haven't Mm. been any real flashbacks or any weirdness with her hospital bed this entire season. And what with her apparently giving away Molly in her her 2010 fantasy, whatever it was. She sent Molly back to her her mother. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So she, oh, so on some sad. level, she did know yeah. that mm-hmm. she was dead. I mm. think so. Which is why she accepted it so quickly, but it did, uh, did hit her quite hard. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then, um, what is it, Jean virtually does the reverse of to Keats, what Keats did to him a couple of yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turns around and nuts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't all some delightfully over the top the, seeing oh, the noises oh. that the actor made I thought at that they were moment time. Transform him, yeah. Mm. That's what it I'm sounded like they was didn't. happening. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sort of, and at the end, sort of Keats just lurches off singing "We'll Meet Again," yeah, yeah. 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 gloating and laughing mm. that uh, Gene Hunt is now on his own. Yep, mm. that it's just him yeah. in this world, nobody else, no other souls. Mm. But, mm. but. So suddenly we're back in the air station. Yeah. Mm. 
He's, he's gone to his office. He's got very, his whiskey. Yeah, very he's looking, crestfallen. Yes, looking for a manual Mercedes. Of Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> his new car. Yeah, the yeah. next car. The brochure is right there on his desk yeah. waiting for him. <laughs> and in bursts someone who's very clearly from 2010, yeah. demanding to know where his, his office is and where his iPhone is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And was it Gene Hunt's last line was exactly the same as his first line? Yep. Which I've forgotten. Which is? A word in your shell like, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the End. word pal. Pal. Yeah. And that's it. So, Gene Hunt goes on yeah. there will always be the gene genie well he is well basically he is someone who shows his off um, others the door yeah. the right way to go the, the, tries to usher them off into the right direction mm. so uh, we guessed most of it we did pretty much mm. but um, we perhaps over guessed with some, the, uh, yeah. the biblical but I'm not sure we did some the bits and pieces walls falling down mm, the 6620 yeah. but I am it wasn't directly referenced and it couldn't have been because that was presumably his real epaulette number yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but outside of the fiction it does still make sense yeah that yeah. whole collapse of the walls yeah. and yeah. reality and as I said we guessed most of it and I'm not disappointed it's a correct ending it feels right mm. it does feel mm. right oh very much so the fact that we could guess it is good it shouldn't have come out of left field yeah. like the US Life on Mars <laughs> <when> it did <laughs> yeah. um, it does make sense it makes sense of the end of Life on Mars yeah yeah, yeah. Makes sense of everything. It all yeah. fits together. It, it just it, matters how they got there. It certainly shows that life on Mars wasn't, uh, oh my God, we've got to finish this. Let's just throw anything together. No. This is a proper continuation. Sam Tyler's story ends, but the story still goes on and is wrapped mm. up in mm. Ashes to Ashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really one whole series, not two. It is. So Sam Tyler was indeed in this world, yep. in his coma, yep. but he got better. Yeah. Chucked himself off the roof. Died. Died. From mm. real, but ended up back in this yeah. world. And then stayed for seven years or whatever. Yeah. And then decided with Annie to move, move on, on to the next, mm. yeah. next film. And as you say, it's all they went to the pub. Yeah. yeah. Of course, both Sam and Alex, and Summers as well, mm. who, last season, yeah. uh, they were all people who were originally in comas. Yeah. So they had some leg in both worlds they're mm. still we kept alive on, we kept on having flashbacks and, mm. or interferences from the real world for want of a yeah. better word so they didn't have the tr- quite traumatic death no. they had to forget so they still remembered reality yeah whereas the people who had died outright that faded very quickly and they just became Become part of this world enmeshed in yeah. this this force of Gene's personality yeah for want yeah. of a better word well it's only when they watched the videotapes it all came crashing back yeah, mm. yeah. Alex because yeah. she knew the truth mm-hmm. and that's why Keats had to use her to try to bring it all down yeah because she did the whole thing down yeah it wasn't real in some in some way yeah and it also raises a question the doctor at the end of life on Mars who challenges Sam yeah to kill to, them all to off betray and come back to reality yeah, yeah. was that also Keats or some form yeah. of Keats yeah. so nice, could yeah. have been could have been could have been a, a first starter yeah don't know mm. what to do on Fridays anymore <laughs> I did like it, this may not make a lot of sense to a, a lot of the American people when they watch this American audience when they finally watch this but I did like after the end of the credits the George Dixon bit oh, mm. Dixon yeah. and Doc Green Dixon and yep. Doc Green to anyone who doesn't know uh, Dixon and Doc Green ran from 1950 to about 1977 Was it that long? I think so, yeah. And starred Jack Warner as a police constable, George Dixon. Yep. Also, Jack Warner played a police constable called George Dixon, who was shot and killed in the Blue Lamp, Mm. 1949. Before the series, yeah. Before the series. Mm. The character was apparently so popular that they created this BBC (laughs) uh, uh, series for him. Yeah. But the character died 
before he lived. Yeah. Yes. Which is basically what Gene Hunt did. Yeah. Yeah. So the Ooh. whole Gene Hunt created this world and made himself the ideal Gene yeah. Hunt. Mm. Yes. So he gave himself a different look and yep. aged himself up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Which none of the others appear to be able to do. So. No. Hmm. Well, I, again, I think it's it, the force of Gene's personality. It's force of his will, yeah. Yeah, actually. because, as he said, he saw himself as Gary Cooper, as John Wayne, as the sheriff yeah. who's going to sort everything out. And he continues to do so. He does. Mm-hmm. He does indeed. People ask me, why do we pay the licence fee? Why do we pay <laughs> so much money for crap shows? We don't. We pay the licensees for stuff like this. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> Perfect ending, I think. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, very much so. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. Don't be such a Jesse. Go on later. So what now then, Gov? Pub. 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 Okay, you've been writing to us again. You lovely people. Yes. We have one here from Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chris. Chris. Oh, that's a long one. Okay. Oh, God. Gird your loins. Oh, well. They're girded. Okay. High staring stories and the frozen head of Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I must congratulate Crumbly for reading the whole of my review of The Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone. Oh, one yeah. go. Yeah. I've tried to do a shorter review this time. And condense <laughs> stuff together because there's so much to talk about in this one. There is. Amy's Choice. Wow, that's a hell of a shout from a pregnant Amy. Her continuing false alarms during this story were very funny. <laughs> Suddenly the Doctor arrives back. His comment about Amy swanning a planet was also very funny. <laughs> that scene with the three of them on the bench was quite good too. I don't know who to credit for making Upper Ledworth both tranquil and dull, but it certainly felt like both of those <laughs> things. <laughs> or it could be, back in the TARDIS, we're introduced to Toby Jones as the Dream Lord. I found the way he plays it, with the quick one-liners and the sarcasm worked against the Doctor very well, I thought. As things start to freeze up, we can see another bit of the TARDIS, this being a sort of storage area, and the first little exchange between Amy and Rory about their current situation. Or possibly, we get creepy old people in this one, turning the young to dust. Certainly that big crowd on them made me feel unnerved. Mm. Also, apart from the pensioners, Toby Jones playing, pretty much, all the other people in the village made me think of the prisoner. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, look what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I particularly liked that he kept cracking bad jokes, and in first corner of the Doctor, a long-haired wuss, then veggie. <laughs> One more funny line from earlier was the Doctor's comment about the elephant in the room, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Amy's response. Yeah. No, surely it's... When the crew are trying to decide which world is real which isn't, I felt quite sympathetic towards Rory, that he wanted the village to be real. Amy and her poncho boys, <laughs> that was great fun. And I loved the little shimmy she did as she said it. The image of the frozen TARDIS is quite beautiful, but very scary and shocking. The other thing that was shocking was, when separated from the boys, the Dream Lord threw the Doctor's name back in Amy's face. No, no, this must be. There's that beautiful moment with Rory contemplating the baby's cot. Really quite sad. What was worse, though, was when Rory actually turned to dust. (laughs) I think my heart almost broke to see the two of them part in such a terrible way. So I to say that what follows is, up until now, the best acting from Karen Gillan this whole season. It's fantastic that she finally realised how much she loved Rory more than the Doctor. 
think if your partner died like that... I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd get the hoover out. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and you could decide to live in that world again, you take it. Am I right, Keith? Yes. Oh, well, apparently I'm the, in the hoover, so... <laughs> <laughs> did I kind of spoil that? <laughs> you did, slightly, yes. <laughs> no, actually, both worlds have been a dream. Once again, this came as a surprise to me. That moment when Amy and Rory kissed was almost a punch-the-air moment for what it represented. I'm so pleased the production team decided to do this story arc with Amy and Rory falling back in love, and it wonderfully concludes what was started with that scene in Amy's bedroom <laughs> three weeks previously. Got to stick my neck out here. This story was so good that, as fun as the 11th hour was, and as scary as the time of Angel's Flesh and Stone was, this is going to give those two stories a run for their money as the best story this season. Ooh. But that's just me. As for who the Dream Lord turned out to be, I'm going to call that the dark aftertaste of the story's leafy green nightmarish brilliance. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Hmm, thank Thanks, Chris. Chris. We didn't mention the Valley Island, well, did no, we, exactly. in our, that, that in our just review? just occurred to me, he's, he's reading that No, out. indeed, that uh, interesting. We've had, we've had the dark side of the Doctor before. Yeah, indeed. Right, we've heard from JD. Hello, hey, JD. JD. He says, hello team, the head and Grunhilde Nognacker cutout. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to say, thank God. Can I get a thank God? Thank God! That's all right. Thank God we won't have the usual mid-season break of Doctor Who. I would like to give my reviews for the following Doctor Who episodes, Flesh and Stone and Vampires in Venice, Mm -hmm. or The Fishes of Venice. Mm -hmm. I have watched these episodes now in their entirety twice, and first off, I would like to say that Flesh and Stone was fantastic. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Amy's crack is back. (laughs) Boy, was it a big crack. (laughs) Although they brought it back, I am glad they did not elaborate on it too much, (laughs) although we never really found out more about the origins of the angle. Angels. So you got or- the so oranges, oranges of the angles. It's meant to be angels. But... <laughs> Sorry. Although we never oranges. really found out more about the origin origins of the angels, <laughs> they were bloody creepy. <laughs> I knew that they killed Octavian, but if the angels fell into the crack and never existed, then surely he and the rest of his men were alive afterwards. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I also liked Amy's countdown and the angels laughing at them. That was truly terrifying. Now, I watched it twice after listening to about ten podcasts, being pedantic about it, and noticed that the doctor came back to tell Amy to remember what he told her when she was five. And the doctor was wearing the jacket when the doctor wasn't wearing one at all through the second episode. And finally, the snogging part, Mm -hmm. down Adam and win. (laughs) Finally, a companion does and suggests what we have been thinking was going on in the TARDIS when Romana was the companion. Yes. And Adric, indeed. (laughs) Secondly, Vampires in Venice. For a a mid-season episode, it was a slam dunk. All the elements were there, just not enough fish ladies, I thought. (laughs) It was a great episode, and I liked the fact that they touched the crack and silence Mm -hmm. again, and it was good. (laughs) Ah, that and no misspelled words. Yay. Uh, P.S. Let's talk about angles. Yeah, I did. <laughs> P.S. Stay on the sweets. I know you guys had some last night. It was nice to hear you all agreeing on something for a change. Be nice to real Keith. Yes! What is this? This is yes! Keith Protection Week. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't realise, I hadn't noticed when we did the uh, review or the commentary yeah. about the Doctor's coat when he came back to Amy. Yeah. 
I don't think that is a mistake. So what, when he left her, patted her on the head and said, Mm. later pond... Yeah, he goes off with River. He had a coat on. No, no, he didn't have, he he didn't lost have it. a coat on. The, uh, but when the he angels came back grab it. and told her to trust him, he, not only did he have his tweed jacket on, but his his sleeves rolled up as well, Ooh, yeah. which they weren't that. when Ooh. you see him again. Yeah. Mm. So when is that? Doctor so is he from? popping back and forth? That's it. Is that has he nipped liber- back to look at the the, the crack? Exam- yeah. Examine yeah. the crack as well, and realised he'd been a total wanker at the time, and yeah. gone to mm. yeah. But why would that. why would he re- interfere with his own timeline though? Well, he knew that he'd gone off with River. He presumably was hiding in the bushes and saw them go off. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, but why is he interfering? As you said, why is he why interfering, is he interfering in, in his own happens? timeline? What has made him? Yeah, exactly. What happened to him that, that made him that, go I back? I mean, he hasn't he hasn't talked directly to himself, so we don't have an adopter no. doctor meet. So no. he hasn't interfered that way, but he is stepping back into his own time stream. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Says, if yeah. we, if that isn't just an error, but I don't think it's, it's framed it's too, so is well. It's too obvious yeah. to be that, an error. It, it, it's very close up, and you hardly ever see... It's yeah. very... You have to look really closely to see he is wearing yeah. a, a jacket. Yeah, because yeah, it's just literally a face and hand shot. It's very as if they don't want you to yeah. notice he's it's wearing a jacket. It's very close in on the two of them. Yeah. And I've got to admit, I, I'm mm. going to have to go back and watch it, because I yeah. didn't notice that. Yeah. Any more letters? We have two here from Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. He says, Dear team, I've come up with an idea that might be the series arc. Amy Pond is River Song. Mmm. Mm. Maybe the Doctor has to give up one of his regenerations to save her life. That might make River's speech in Science and Library, Forest of the Dead, have stronger effect. And she did ask, have we done the Byzantium yet? Uh-huh. And if the Doctor does give her regeneration, that might explain why River knows old High Gallifreyan. Another point to this is River says she has photos of all the Doctor's faces, and on the roof in the 11th hour, there was a flashback with all the Doctors. That might also explain the, yes, I did kill a man, the best man I've ever met. So it might be the Doctor. And if your listeners like it, you could talk about Stargate Universe. <laughs> <laughs> if you found a way to watch it. When Ashes to Ashes is over, I'd like to hear more people reviewing it. And it won't matter if some of you like it and some don't, that'll make it more interesting. That's all for now, Reese Parton. P.S. I'd better watch the whole series before it gets here, because my drama teacher will give me some DVDs he gets from his friends. Oh, that was a bit dodgy. P.P.S. I'm upset that Series 5 will end soon, and SGU as well. But the DVDs will be out sometime. Thank you. Mm, thank, thank you, Reese. And his second letter. Laodosanus, big boy. Dear team, I've a big complaint about a lot of fans these days over the vast Toffee MN. He is completely and utterly overrated. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I'm with great. Gene in that RTD was still better. I love Blink, The Empty Child, Doctor Dances, Science and Library, Forest of the Dead, etc., etc., etc. But I think Tooth and Claw is better than Blink. Ooh. And Stolen Earth Journey's End is just a bit better than Science and Library Forest of the Dead, because I prefer River in Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone. Love of Monsters is fine to me, and I know that vast Toffee MN hasn't written one like that yet, but that's because he hasn't been head writer for that long. He might go terrible sometime soon, for all we know. I don't care if I'm the only one who feels like this, but stop treating him like a god. Time of <laughs> Angels and Flesh and Stone are not the best story ever. Now, after my huge rant, I've told you many times I like Stargate. Yep. Yeah. So I listen to the two Stargate podcasts out there. And one of them, when there are no episodes to review, they talk about how well characters are written, how women are represented, etc., etc., etc. So if you don't want to talk about Stargate Universe Atlantis SG-1, you can do something like this if you want. I'll start you off. As a training actor who is interested in writing, acting, set design, lighting and sound and music, 
I think TV shows that have been going for a long time do really well at writing incidental characters. For example, Stargate, all three, Doctor Who, Star Trek, not the Red Shirts, of course. In my mind, British TV writers and producers aren't really pushed to make their shows big, loud and bangy. That's one of the charms of Doctor Who. A lot of American TV writers and producers are pushed in such ways. That's from channel execs and audience. Of course, recently there has been the writer's strike, which did hurt some series a lot, but some kept going on strongly. I think, now that I've grown up, I have noticed the things I've listed up above, the music and whatnot, and that is why I'm absolutely addicted to Stargate Universe. The show came along at just the right point in my life. That's why I'd like you to talk about it. We'll also go back to watch episodes of Doctor Who, Stargate, most shows I watch, really. I notice things about characters that might have been really dark or really nice. And it is just a beautiful thing that I do this now. I enjoy shows more now. Because I used to watch Doctor Who, all the sci-fi shows, above, and saw SG-1, shooting up a group of enemies, and I was saying, ooh, cool. But now I can see more in it, and I really like that. That's all for now. Reese. P.S. Wow, I didn't know I did think that. And that's the first time I've kind of sorted out my thoughts about that. Cool. And it's a little bit because of you. So thanks. Thank you, Rhys. <laughs> Thank you again, Rhys. And so, once again, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank Aww. God. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but alas and alack, there will be another one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> or should that be... <laughs> and in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. No more, more ashes to ashes, though. No. 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 More news and reviews, but no ashes to ashes. Mm-hmm. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you forgot who old and new. Yeah. And <laughs> Have some of that as well. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, more who old and new. Point of order. Point of order. What? We're only doing new who at the moment. We're not doing old. Well, Sorry, who knows by now? By the time we talk mm-hmm. about it, it's old because it's already been on. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's true. So oh. it's old and new. It okay. rhymes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, until that fateful day, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Don't know why I married him. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 76. Featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers or the site. No corporation fidget is intended, and this podcast now presents a production at www.staggerystories.net. The top of it's damp. The top of this news <laughs> is wet. I know, it's warm the table. <laughs> what have you been doing, man? It's nothing compared to the. Ooh. Ooh. What happened there? It's the condensation of the oh. oh, that's all right. That's all right. You don't need that anymore. That was your clue from last... Yeah. Zip and pick. Yes, that, that was your um, handout. <laughs> what one is it? It's 75. Or 76. 76. Blimey. In this episode of Staggering Stories podcast number 76. <clears throat> right, when you finish yawning. Sorry. <laughs> Cracked my jaw. Ooh. It's a cat caught in your hard drive. (laughs) I think it's the flashing light. Mm. Excuse us, listeners, we're having a few technical difficulties. In the meantime, spanking his laptop. (laughs) In the meantime, here is some music. Do 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 do
bom, bom, bom. Yeah. After that, insert, insert the sound of the record scratch. <laughs> or move it to the outtakes in the yeah. end. Tony Hart's dying. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's... <laughs> 33 million yeah. DVDs yeah. in right. 2009. 3.3 3. 3 million. Oh, sorry, 3.3 3 million. I go, blah, 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 blah. Ooh, really? 33 million, uh, 3 point, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I keep reading the decimal point. <laughs> His translator is broken. <laughs> <laughs> we are addendum I'm drawing a hangman. She's doodling. <laughs> She's having her own game over there. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing with herself. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Stabbed you with my pen. Mm-hmm. Every old Doctor Who fan will be thinking of pteroleptals when they hear that. Yep. But it was nothing to do with them. No, pteroleptals. No, no. no, they weren't. Tractators. I'll do that again. Okay. <laughs> Beep. Beep. Do you dream of caressing the brigadier's moustache? Do you want to know how to have sex with a Dalek? If you could go back in time and kill Bonnie Langford's grandparents, would you do it? Do you find Patrick Troughton, dead or alive, sexually attractive? Do you have the urge to touch yourself every time you think of Adric dying? If the answer to all these questions is yes, then I have some MP3s you might want to stick in your ears. Hmm? I review the latest Big Finish releases, sometimes naked, sometimes oiled up. Who am I? I'm the Cybertastical Podcast, that's who I am. And you can find my details in any public phone box in Brighton, or you can go to www.cybertastical.org.uk.